Percy Allen of the Seattle Times. He's going to join us on the line uh, right now. Percy, you want to talk about this uh, Washington Huskies team? And by the way, you can find Percy on Twitter at Percy Allen. Talking about the Huskies, you know, the vibes with Washington got to be really good right now. But uh, w- considering the fact that they struggled as much as they did a season ago, Lorenzo Romar is out the door. Mike Hopkins comes over from Syracuse. Now he's in his first year in Seattle and has the Huskies right now projected as a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament should they uh, be able to finish this thing off the last eight games of the regular season. How much of a surprise has Washington basketball been in Seattle this year, Percy? You know, it's shocking, you know, uh, and, uh, look, there's a lot of adjectives that you can use to describe it. I use that one, you know, it's shocking, it's astounding, uh, you know, you say surprising. I go with all, all of that because <laughs> no one saw this because last year they had the best player in, well, I don't know, you know, he was the number one overall draft pick, and they won nine games, and they won two games in conference. And so you lose him. And you and you know you lose a, a whole lot, and yet uh, the wins are just twice as much as last year. You, you, you know, so that part is just amazing. And 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 I hate to sort of kind of get too sappy with this stuff, but it really does show like the power of sports and belief, and you know, buy-in, and just all those things that coaches sort of talk about. And sometimes we as we reporters just roll our eyes when we hear this stuff, but. A lot of it is true that you know that that if you can get young kids and their kids to to, to you know to like just believe in what you're selling, man, anything is possible. Uh, look, I've seen it. This team was allergic to defense last year, and I, I look. They, I mean, they didn't play any defense. They were awful, and this year they are embracing defense, and that's been the big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it all culminated Saturday with that upset of number nine ranked Arizona, Dominic Green, the three-pointer in the corner. Percy, I've watched that replay at least about a dozen times. The arena is so electric at that moment, and it's a reminder of how exciting basketball in Seattle can be with that program. What was it like to be there and given that upset of Arizona now, another upset of a top 10 team for Washington this year, you know, the, the vibes there have to be just reaching a, a peak level right now. It was really cool, you know, and uh, look, it, it like wasn't just a good night. It was a good week for Washington, and it began like six six days ago when their rival came in here, Washington State, uh, and, you know, they get the first sellout of the year, and they blow them out. I mean, that game wasn't close. It was it was really their, their, their like most dominant effort of the year. And so then you follow that with Arizona State, a ranked team at the time coming in here and, you know, and like thinking, all right, can they keep this going? And, and, and they soundly beat Arizona State. Look, uh, you know, it was 68-64, but, you know, but they, but they won that game. Uh, and this, so now you're thinking, all right, that was fun. You know, you beat your rival. Okay, you beat a ranked team, but it's going to stop now because here comes Arizona, number 19. And uh, and then on top of all that, you you know you had this emotional homecoming of Lorenzo Romar, you know who was here for the past 15 years, and you know now he's the associate head coach at Arizona, and so all of that's in the mix, and all that's in the hopper, and you know before the game, Romar gets this great ovation, and then during the game, it is just a absolute fantastic game, uh, uh, and Washington battles this really juggernaut team of of, of the Pac-12 battles them 
and is handling them. You know, they had the lead for over 32 minutes. And then this fantastic ending, neither team led by more than four points in the, in the, uh, in the, the final eight minutes. You're like talking about eight lead changes in the final eight minutes going back and forth. And as you said that, you know, it all ends on this three-pointer from green. You know, yeah, it was just a really amazing night. The final play, they put the ball in the hands of freshman Jalen Noel. First of all, yeah. the, fesh, the fact that a freshman is the leading scorer on this team right now, and he is at the controls on the deciding play. Eventually, Aiton comes over to block the shot, and it's a great block. But Dominic Green, right place, right time, and a, just an absolute perfect release at the buzzer. I mean, it's basketball beauty at its finest, seeing that shot go in. It really is. But what does it say about uh, Jalen Noel, the fact that he's the one getting the final shot and he's leading this team in scoring right now as a freshman out of Seattle? You know, so the thing with that is um, with Mike Hopkins, and this goes back to, you know, training camp before the season. Yeah, You know, he uh, he came in with fresh eyes, you know, and that's what every first-year coach does, right? You know, and so he says, all right, what can everybody do here? And he identified Jalen very early as, look, he's the best guy on the team at getting a shot for himself. You know, he – and, look, I mean, that's just – how it is and you know regardless of age regardless of experience Jalen has a gift of being able to get a shot off you know for himself and he's been putting put in that role several times this year I mean at Arizona that wasn't the first time that was maybe the eighth time that they've done it that like essentially at the end of game they give the game to Jalen Noel this freshman this 18 year old kid and Washington oh correct me if I'm wrong here I've uh Washington is 6-0 and in games decided by five points or less. 6-0. Mm. So uh, uh, they trust Jalen. They've empowered Jalen, and he's delivered time and time again. Now, that time he did. Uh, but, you know, and they, they had the fortuitous bounce of the ball going to the right place, and it went to a guy who shoots 50%, you know, uh, on threes, and he nailed it. Percy Allen, Seattle Times, joining us right now on 1029-750 The Game. Follow him on Twitter, at Percy Allen. Another individual player that, uh, that is really impressive to watch is this Noah Dickerson kid, this junior out of Atlanta, the reigning Pac-12 Player of the Week, and now the reigning Oscar Robertson National Player of the Week. I know last week he was averaging a double-double in the wins over ASU in Arizona. What kind of impact and what kind of leadership does Noah Dickerson provide this team? You know, he's really... Uh... Stepped up his game, you know. Um, uh, uh, the, you know, the first thing with Noah is that he lost a ton of weight, you know, from from last season, which was what he needed to do. Uh, he slimmed down. He got his body right. He's got his conditioning right. And it's allowed him to play heavy minutes. Um, he is essentially the only low-post low threat. Um and he knows it. Washington knows it. Everybody who plays Washington knows it. And yet, teams have been unable to stop him. Here's a six-eight kid. I'm not even sure if he's six-eight, but here's this kid <laughs> going up against two seven-footers at Arizona, and he didn't back down. I mean, he went right. I mean, he. I mean, he put his uh, elbow and his shoulder right into DeAndre Aiden's chest. And we believe, many of us believe, that Aiden will be a top three pick in the NBA draft if he's not the number one overall pick. You know, seven-foot-one kid who is just probably the Pac-12's best big man since 
Lou Alcindor, Bill Walton, and that's not hyperbole. That's not me saying it. That's, you know, people who have covered this league saying it, and yet, you know, Noah Dixon completely outplayed him. Now, look, it was just one night. It was a fantastic night, but that night was, was a little bit symbolic of what Noah's been doing this season. Not to that standard, but he's been playing at a very high level, and Washington really needs it because of everything I just said earlier, that, like, they really don't have anybody else inside to go to. And so that's also been, you know, where they get in trouble, that, that if Noah gets saddled with early foul you know, problems, they struggle. You mentioned earlier the improvement the Huskies have made on the defensive end of the floor. I think of Mike Hopkins and his Syracuse connection. I immediately think 2-3 zone. Uh, I've seen in a recent piece that you posted uh, Hopkins was talking about the nuance involved with his 2-3 zone, that it's got some variance to it. They can take away different things at different times. Uh, what have you seen with the Huskies' defense, uh, particularly with this zone that Hopkins runs? You know, the first thing that I see that really jumps out to me is that they make a point of taking away the three-pointer. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in today's game, in today's college game, that three-pointer is such a weapon. You know, so many teams rely on it. Uh, so many of these players sort of, you know, rely on, you know, like uh, old folks like me, you know, sort of gripe about, you know, gripe about that there's no mid-range game anymore. You know, nobody, you know, does the pull-up jump shot, and they don't. And, you know, so, uh, you know, Hopkins and his zone really takes away that three-point shot, and it forces you to go to plan B. So teams like an Arizona State, teams like a Washington State that are, that, that, that are so three-ball reliant, they don't know what else to do. And so I tell you, you know, to like beat this team, you have to be able to operate inside. You, you like have to have, you know, big people who are able to make decisions with the ball inside, in traffic, and do it not just once, but over and over again. And uh, if you don't have that, you know, you know, and, and it's really nothing new, you know, you know, because, uh, Everyone knows that, you know, how to beat the zone is through high post action. And so you need a big guy at that high post being able to pass or dribble or shoot. And it's just not a lot of teams that have that. You know, the, you know, the one sort of what, what makes the zone kind of work is that there's not many people that run it. And so, you know, not, so teams don't really have to practice against it. And when you do, run up against a team that plays it, now you're forced, all right, what, you know, what plays work? And so maybe you've got two or three plays that work. But over the course of a 40-minute game here, those two or three plays, once you see them a couple times, all right, well, you know, the other team sort of knows it then. And so that's kind of what they sort of running into. That's what these Pac-12 teams are, you know, sort of coming up against. Um, and it's been interesting to see what, these coaches do to make adjustments against something that they really don't see quite often. Percy Allen, Seattle Times, joining us, talking Washington hoops ahead of their showdown with Oregon right here on the game tomorrow night, 7-15 tip-off. As far as the matchup with the Ducks is concerned, Percy, I'm I'm looking at uh, Washington and on Ken Palm right now in terms of his uh, adjusted efficiency rankings, he's got Washington at 89th and Oregon yeah. at 90th. I mean, that's How about that? so right neck and neck makes that matchup fascinating. But in terms of recent trends, you've got UW coming off the two big home wins 
and Oregon yeah. getting swacked by 35 down on the farm. So what's kind of the feeling ahead of this uh, this matchup with the Ducks? You know, for Washington, you know, they're treating us as more of the same here, you know. Um, and uh, I guess I believe them. Um, you know, you can only talk to these kids and these players and, you know, sort of take what they give you at face value. I've got to believe that um, – that, that there's more going on with this program. Hey, you know, uh, look at Oregon. They, you know, uh, you you guys have dealt with this for, you know, eight years now with uh, Dana, you know, and by this I mean, you know, having success and, and kind of, you know, m- sort of know what that feels like on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, or just having to deal with expectations. For Washington, they're really dealing with it now this is basically two weeks in now. And as I said earlier, they had a fabulous week last week. And now this week they're being patted on the shoulders and on the back by everybody. They're being praised. They're doing interviews everywhere, left and right. And so it, it's going to be interesting now to see how they deal with success. You know, we've, you know, we've seen it time and time again in sports that, you know, it's, it's like fun to watch a team or a player to, to, to sort of climb up that mountain you know, and then to, you know, and, and so now they're, you know, there, whatever there is, but now they're there, and and now the trick is how do you stay there or how do you keep getting better? And so that's what we're going to see from this Washington team here is just, uh, you know, if we see Dominic Green now thinking that he's, you know, uh, Steph Curry and he's, you know, and he's <laughs> jacking up threes, you know, then it's like, okay, all right, maybe, you know, this stuff has gotten to his head. So that's going to be interesting to me. I you know, And then the other side of it is, and, you know, you guys probably have covered this ad nauseum. I firmly believe, because I've seen it time and time again, I firmly believe that a Dana Altman team just somehow figures it out in February. Because I've seen it, right? And so I just believe un- – until he doesn't do it, I, I, I believe that Dana Altman is going to turn it around and figure it out. He's never finished lower than third in the Pac-12, you know, other than his first year. And so I think they're going to come. I know everything. You know, I know they've, they've got new starters and all of this stuff. And I know, you know, maybe this team just doesn't play the defense that, you know, that Altman likes to play. But I think he's going to figure it out because he has before. 